0: الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الذي أنزل على عبده الكتاب ولم يجعل له عواجا أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فيا عباد الله اتقوا الله عز وجل وَعْلَمُوا أَنَّ التَّقْوَى هُوَ أَسَاسِ السَّعَادَةِ وَالْفَوْزِ وَالْفَلَاحِ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ Know that taqwa that is the foundation of achieving success, prosperity, happiness and bliss in this life and the next. ايُّهَا muslimun Imam Muslim rahimahullah in his Sahih he collected the narration from Ummi Hisham bint Haritha ibn al-Nu'man qalat laqad kanat an-nuruna wa tanur rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wahidan sanatayn aw sana wa ba wa ba sana she said that indeed our oven and the oven of the messenger of Allah it was one it was shared we shared the same oven for a for two years or for a year and and part of a year ma qaf wal illa an lisani sallallahu she said and I didn't take I didn't memorize qaf wal al Majid surah qaf the 50th chapter in the qur'an I didn't memorize it except from the tongue of the mouth of the Messenger of Allah The Messenger of Allah, he would recite this Surah, Surah al qaf the 50th chapter of the Quran on the minbar, on Yom al whenever he would deliver the sermon to the people. This Surah, Surah al qaf Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has made He has placed within it great and mighty profound admonishments and reminders. Admonishments concerning resurrection, reminders concerning death, reminders concerning having iman in Allah, having iman in the angels. And the Messenger of Allah, والسلام, he gave great importance to the surah. To such an extent that he would recite it in Salatul Fajr. To such an extent that the Messenger of Allah, he would recite this Surah on the two Eids. Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha. And likewise, for a long period of time, the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, recited this great and mighty noble Surah, Surah qaf on the minbar, on the pulpit. Khutbah after khutbah, Jum'ah after Jum'ah. Friday after Friday, sermon after sermon because of the great virtue and the great reminders that this surah contains. Thus, we as Ahl Sunnah, we as people of Sunnah, today we shall emulate this sunnah. We shall adopt this sunnah of reciting Surah Qaf upon the Minbar on Yawmul Jum'ah. أعوذ shaytan من Rajim الرجيم بسم rahman الرحمن rahim Qaf Wal Quranil Majid off By the Quran that is Majid By the Quran Allah takes an oath by the Quran that is Majid The Quran that is glorious The Quran that is honorable The Quran that has nobility The Quran in and of itself it contains honor nobility Sharaf But likewise for those people who believe in the Quran And live by the Qur'an And preach to the Qur'an And die by the Qur'an For them people in this life And likewise after they are dead For them is sharaf For them is honour For them is nobility They, the kuffar of Quraysh They have become amazed They have become amazed That a warner has come to them from amongst them, the disbelievers of Quraysh. They became amazed, didn't they? They became shocked when the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, came to them, telling them, "Don't worship these statues. Don't worship these idols. Don't worship these gods, these false gods. But rather worship the Creator of the matter that these gods that you have made were made from. Worship your Lord, the Most High, alone." The Kufar of the Quraysh, they became amazed when the Messenger of Allah said this to them. Even though the Messenger of Allah, they knew him, they knew who he is. Muhammad, the son of Abdullah, the son of Abdul Muttalib. They knew him, his father, his grandfather. They knew which clan he belonged to prior to his mission. They knew that he was a, a trustworthy person and he wasn't a treacherous person. They knew that he was a person who was truthful. And not a person that would lie, but in spite of that, now when the Messenger of Allah he comes with this with this beautiful message of Islam, they end up becoming amazed and shocked. Al-alam abdurrahman al saidiy rahimahullah ta'ala. He mentioned that this shock and amazement that they had at the Messenger of Allah's da'wah it was an indication. It is an indication of the weakness of their minds, of their absolute ignorance that they had. They knew that he was a truthful, truthful person. They knew that he was a person that wasn't prone to lying. He wasn't a per- person that was prone to being treacherous. Yet in spite of that, now when he comes with this clear-cut message, they say that it is amazing. He said, Sheikh Abdurrahman Rahman Al that the amazement that they perceived and, and underwent, it is similar to the amazement that the insane person undergoes. When he sees and witnesses a sensible and intelligent person say something that is sensible. The disbelievers of the Quraysh, they became shocked when the Messenger of Allah gave them the da'wah to At-Tawheed. But the shock that they were in, it is equivalent. And it is nothing more than the shock that the, that the stingy person experiences when he sees a generous person giving gener- generously. Likewise, Shaykh abdurrahman al-Rahman al he said, that the shock that they were in, it is nothing more than the shock of the coward when he sees a brave person acting bravely i.e. the person i.e. the person or the people that got shocked at the da'wah of the Messenger of Allah it was similar to the shock that the person who lives in denial experiences when he sees the truthfulness of the thing that he is in denial of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he then continued The disbelievers, they said, this is a bizarre thing. This is a strange thing. What is a bizarre thing? What is a strange thing? That once we are dead and we have become dust, that is a return that is very far-fetched. That is a return, a resurrection. That is very unlikely to happen Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he rebuts them by saying indeed we we already know how the earth it consumes them and with us is a preserved book ie we Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we already know how the earth eats up your dead bodies we already know where each and every single bone of your body, once you're dead, where it's going to go. We already know how that flesh on your body, how it's going to decay, when it's going to decay, where it's going to decay, why it's going to decay. We know exactly, we know exactly how your body is going to disintegrate. And thus, based upon that all-encompassing knowledge of mine, reconstructing you, that is something that is easy for us. بَلْ كَذَّبُوا بِالْحَقِّ لَمَّا جاءهم Rather they denied, they denied the truth when it came to them And thus as a result of that, they're in a confused state of mind That is a warning, a warning against us That when the truth it comes to you, regardless of what the detail of that truth is When the truth comes to you, don't argue with that truth Don't quarrel about with that truth Don't look down upon that truth. Don't try to debate that truth. Why? Because if you do so, it could be the case that as a result of that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after that will render you into a state of absolute and total confusion. And thus, what was once clear-cut and simple and easy to understand, after that, after you're quarreling and arguing with the truth, and debating the truth, and looking down upon the truth, after that from you that simple easy to understand non-complex truth will end up being confusing to you ينظروا, now allah subhanahu wa ta'ala invites us to look at his to look at his creation and to ponder over his creation because when you ponder over the creation then it will rejuvenate what is deeply rooted inside your soul have they not looked at the sky that is above them how we have constructed it how we have beautified it and how there aren't any rifts therein ie in order for you to recognize and acknowledge the power of your lord the might of your lord the authority of your lord In order for you to be able to see and acknowledge the power, the might, the wisdom, the great ability that he has Then there is no need for you to journey far There is no need for you to be an archaeologist and to dig up the ground But rather for your heart to experience awe of your Lord Humility before your Lord All you have to do is go outside and look at the sky, the great sky and the greatness that it contains, the stars that it contains, the celestial bodies that it contains, the planets that it contains, the galaxies that it contains, that reflection in and of itself, it will rejuvenate awe of your Lord, humility before your Lord to such an extent that you find some of the figureheads of atheism today saying that when you consider the beauty of this world, the words of an atheist, He says that when you consider the beauty of this world, then you can't help but be overwhelmed with a natural feeling, a natural feeling of awe and admiration, admiration of this universe. It is as though you want to worship something. You want to attribute it to a maker. You want to attribute it to a creator. He says it is tempting to translate that feeling, that religious feeling, into worship, words of somebody who actively, religiously denies his Lord, the Most High, but his soul, but his tongue, it can't help but use words, use expressions, use terminologies that express what is deeply rooted. In his soul and the earth Allah says we have spread it out and we have placed mountains therein and we have grown from the earth every single type of delightful plant. Why Tabasiratamwadikra Likulliabadim Munib? why as an insight and as a reminder for every single slave but what type of slave every single penitent slave every single slave that turns to allah in repentance continuously turns to allah in repentance allah has made the mountains and the sky and the earth and the crops as an insight for us and as a reminder for us why because did allahu jalla wa Owe anything to us? Does he owe us anything to have to give us mountains? Because the mountains, they are like pegs that hold the earth down. If you have a ball, if you have a ball, if you place it in water, what's going to happen to the wa- What's going to happen to the ball? It's going to capsize. It's going to turn upside down. It's going to roll a- roll about in the water. But if you have something, some type of peg, that keeps the ball secure. In the ball it's not going to move Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by his mercy he's granted us mountains that keep this earth that save it from shaking why as a mercy for us why so that we can reflect upon it and be grateful repentant slaves to him he said we have sent down from the sky Blessed water, and then by way of that water, we have brought about gardens and grains for harvesting. <laughs> and likewise, tall, tall, lofty date palm trees that have fruits that are layered on top of each other. Why? as a sustenance for the creation, as a sustenance, a provision for the slaves by way of that water by way of that rain that comes down from the sky we have given life to a dead land thus shall be the emergence thus shall be the exiting i.e. thusly shall be resurrection just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends down rain water to a land that is dead and dull and desolate, nothing on there, dry and dead land. Just Allah, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends down rainwater to that dead land. And then all of a sudden that dry dead land is given life and vegetation and crops and, 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 and life is brought about on that land in a similar fashion. That bone, those bones of yours and that body of yours that will die Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can bring that back to life just as he brings back a dead piece of land back to life. Prior to them, prior to the Quraysh, prior to the disbelievers of Quraysh, others also disbelieved, such as the people of Nuh, such as the people of Ras, such as the people of Thamud, وَعَادٌ وَفِرْعَوْنٌ وَإِخْوَانٌ Lut, Likewise the people of Aad, Likewise, the people of Fir'aun. Likewise, the brethren of Lut. Likewise, the people of the Aikah. Likewise, the people, the dwellers of the woods. And the people of Tubbah. All of them denied their messengers. And thus, our promised threat took effect. I.e. we destroyed them. أَفَعَيَنَا بِالْخَلْقِ فِي لَبْسٍ مِّنْ Allah, he says, was it the case that we faltered and failed and were incapable in making the, making the creation? Making you the human beings. Did we falter and fail in making the first creation? Did making the first creation make us weak and, and, and fatigued? Or is it the case that they, they the disbelievers, they are in a state of doubt concerning the resurrection? i.e. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He made this first creation. And there was, no, there was no faltering in that regard. There was no failing in that regard. If He made it first, then bringing it back to life and recreating something that He had already created before, that goes without saying. khalaqan al-insana indeed we have created the human being and we know what what he whispers to him own self and we are closer to him than his jugular vein when the two receivers i.e the two angels Shall receive, i.e., shall receive the human being when he reaches the state of puberty to write down his deeds sitting on his right and on his left. (laughs) There is no statement that that human being utters, there is no statement that you utter after you have reached the age of puberty, except that there is an angel. Writing down everything that you say The stupor of death has come bil haq The stupor of death The drunkenness of death The reality of death The pain of death The convulsions of death The agonies of death They have come bil haq They have come in reality Thalika That is what you were trying to run away from. That is what you were trying to avoid. Remember death? Death, it was mentioned to you. Now it's coming reality. Now it's coming truth. Therefore, taste it. This death, this is what you were trying to avoid. This is what you were trying to run away from. The trumpet it shall be blown into. That is the promised warning. That is the day of the promised warning. That is the day of the promised threat. Every single soul on that day, it shall have a sa'iq, it shall have a shaheed, it shall have a driver, the driver that shall drive you to your reckoning, and likewise a shaheed, likewise a witness, a witness for the deeds, the deeds that you performed in the life of this world. لَقَدْ كُنْتَ فِي غَفْلَةٍ مِنْ هَذَا Indeed you were in a state of neglect and heedlessness concerning this فَكَشَفْنَا عَنْكَ غِطَاءَكَ Therefore today we have, we have unveiled the veil from you فَبَصَرُكَ الْيَوْمَ حَدِيد Therefore your eyesight on the day of standing It shall be as sharp as steel Then on that day the person he shall have the angel that shall bring him his deeds, drive him and bring him his deeds. And then his companion, his angel, he shall say, "Here he is ready. Here are his deeds ready. I have prepared them from beforehand. Then it shall be announced: Anid. Hurl and cast and fling and throw into Jahannam Every single disbeliever Every single stubborn individual مَنَّا عِلِّ الْخَيْرِ murib, Every single, every single hinderer of good Preventer of good Every single transgressor Every single person who wavers in doubt Allah Every single person who placed false gods besides Allah fling him and hurl him into the chastising painful punishment of the fire of hell. Now, now the companion, which companion? The devil that you had in the life of this world, the devil that tells you to do haram in the life of this world, the devil that tells you. To be determined to disobey your Lord in the life of this world. The devil that puts those evil thoughts in your mind in the life of this world. The devil on that day, he's gonna disown you. Then the, that devil on that day, he shall say, Oh my Lord, I didn't push him into transgression. Don't blame me. He can't blame me because he's gonna quarrel with you. The person is going to quarrel with that devil of his on Yawm al Qiyamah. He's going to try and dispute and put the blame on him on Yawm al Qiyamah. But the devil shall say, Oh my Lord, I did not push him into transgression, but rather he himself went far astray. Allah shall say, Do not quarrel in front of me. Don't argue, both of you, in front of me. While I have already sent forth in advance my 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 warning, I'd warned you from beforehand. I'd sent my threat from beforehand. No statement of mine, the sentence that I pass, that cannot be altered, that cannot be changed, and neither am I an oppressor to my slaves. يوم نقول لجحنب تأملوا وتفكروا وتدبروا يا عباد الله. Reflect and ponder and think. This is a reality. You have no escape from it. رب العزة جل وعلا. He has said in his book. وَإِمْ مِنْكُمْ إِلَّا وَارِدُهَا. There is none except that he shall he shall be presented to it every single one of us we're going to be presented to Jahannam but we don't know as to whether or not we're going to fall in Jahannam or pass by, pass into the paradise Rabbul Izzah he says the day we shall say to Jahannam have you become full? and we shall say, and then Jahannam shall say is there any more i.e. Give me some more. I want some more. I crave some more. I desire some more. I want an increase of more. The day when we shall say to Jahannam, Have you become full? But then Jahannam shall say, Is there any more? It shall say, Is there any more? Is there any more? Give me some more. I want some more. On that day, Paradise it shall be brought near, Paradise it shall be brought close. And it is not something that is far away It is not something that is far off i.e. the day of standing where all of these events shall be taking place It is not a far distance away It is not a long long way away But rather it is close to us And it is near to us Rabbul Izzah Jalla Wa'az He then continues This is what you are promised For every single penitent Every single repenting person Who safeguards the trust and the agreement that he has with Allah This is what you are promised You enter into paradise And then it is said to you This is what you are promised Do you remember? Do you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his book? Promising you paradise? Here is that paradise Do you remember your messenger of Allah Promising you paradise? Here is that paradise ادخلوها بسلام ذلك يوم الخلود Enter into it Enter into it بسلام Enter into it with safety With security With peace Enter into paradise In a state of peacefulness In a state of security In a state of safety Today is the day of eternity لهم ما fiha. فيها و for them they shall have whatever they desire And with us is, a, is an increase I.e. the looking and the gazing And the seeing of the face of our maker The master the most high Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And there is nothing greater than that Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen as-salatu wa salamu ala rasulihil kareem. Nabiyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Amma ba'd. Brothers, could you please move forward? Rabbul Izzah Jalla wa alihi then continues. Wakam kam kablahum qablahum min karnin, hum ashadu minhum baposha fa naqabu bilad, hal min how many generations before them, before the Quraysh, have we destroyed nations that were stronger in might and power than them? So they tried to, they tried to run away into the land, but did they find any refuge? Indeed, in that there is a reminder, a reminder for anybody and everybody, what we have read so far and heard so far, is it a reminder for anybody and everybody? Or is it the case that there's a group of people that shall be reminded and admonished by that? But then there are other groups of people who hear it in one ear and it goes out the other ear, yes. It is only a reminder for he who has a heart, a heart that is alive, a heart that is pure, a heart that is clean and pays attention. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all pure and clean hearts and make us those who pay attention to his words.